You are now listening to the Half Right Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Half Right underscore pod and Instagram at the Half Right Podcast. Most importantly, feel free to share with a friend and please subscribe. Now, without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Half Right Podcast. We are back after a little hiatus, you know. Um, We've missed Money in the Bank previews. We've missed Money in the Bank aftermath. Um, While we were gone, I turned 21. Happy Um, birthday, happy birthday. I got a little too drunk, you know, legally. I don't know where I was. You couldn't have asked me many questions about wrestling, but now I'm back. Um, Watching Monday Night Raw... I kind of wished I was still drunk. Maybe I would have enjoyed it more. <laughs> but, you know, when we're at my house right now, currently, we just sent our little sister and um, former, you know, guest picker, Brianna, off the prom. She looked amazing, her and her friend Maddie. And, you know, we're here to talk some wrestling because we feel like even though the product has been bad, you people still deserve content. Yes. So, what has been happening between the last time we recorded, which was after WrestleMania, and now. For one, there's been some things worth mentioning and some things not worth mentioning. In our last episode, we talked about Sasha Banks, and Sasha Banks is still MIA. Do you think that she's going to go over to AEW? Honestly, no. Um, no WWE would hold her hostage for that No way, no way, no way they allow her to move to um, AEW. She actually tweeted a lot about AEW, and you could imagine Vince. I heard that on the. I don't. I, I. I. This is just my opinion. I don't think WWE was very happy about their superstars. They weren't tweeting about AEW. I have a conspiracy theory on AEW, though. And you WWE. believe AEW and WWE are in bed? Together. I feel like they're in cahoots. Because why would Vince allow Sami Zayn to let AEW... Sami Zayn is not in a position to be doing no pipe bomb, okay? They Vince 100% approved of that. Exactly, okay? So if he approved of it, how could... Maybe they're a silent investor because everybody is talking about, oh, you know, they have enough money, they can do it. Okay, you don't think that they had investors a part of the AEW deal? They had to. You can say that you're shelling out all this money all, all you want. WWE has sponsors. AEW has to get something. So I think that they are in cahoots with each other. Because if Vince is mentioning AEW, I don't know why he's mentioning AEW. But speaking of AEW, someone by the name of John Moxley. Formerly known as. Formerly known as Dean Ambrose stole the AEW show. If you guys haven't seen the show, I didn't, I didn't buy it. You didn't buy it either. Um. I'm not buying a pay-per-view. I just feel like in this day and age, yeah. we can stream off the WWE yeah. Network. I'm sorry, AEW. I liked your product. The snippets that I saw on online, I loved it. But if you would have made it available for maybe $10, maybe $20, I would have paid. But I'm not paying 20, over $20 for some wrestling. But also, AEW is going to get to a point just like how WWE pay-per-views were. They're going to be able to be streamed for free. Yeah. It's just that now, because it's so new, they can still put a lid on things. But the bigger that you get, you're not going to be able... It's going to be oversaturated, and everybody's going to have a plug to get it. So, I mean, I'm I'm surprised that they were able to keep it under wraps like they did, being that it is so new, and a lot of people could get their hands on it. But any link that went up, went down. 
So going back to John Moxley, he was on Talks is Jericho, and he was talking about everything creatively with Vince and how he felt depressed going to work. The thing that stuck out to me the most was the Roman angle that he was not a fan of. I wasn't a fan of them using Roman's cancer as, you know, basically exploiting it to get traction behind the shield and using it as a ploy. What did you think about that? I just think it was... It it, it, it is something that I feel like I understand why you use it in a feud, you know, mm-hmm. you know to make things more personal. But I, if, if it's a torn ACL or something, all right. right, you tore up your knee. But this is leukemia. This is like life or death. This is right. not just storyline. Roman is facing and was facing a real life battle. And if you go to Dean and Dean is uncomfortable with it, you don't make him say it. And the fact that Vince did, and it's not even like they made him say it in like a blood feud. Right. The feud with Seth was cold. Right. It wasn't even good. Because they had feuded already. And yeah. it was kind of like, oh, Roman's leaving. Let's have you guys feuding again. But then Roman comes back. And then the it's like happy-go-lucky all over again. The execution again. of that turn, in my opinion, was amazing. No, it was really good. It was really good. It couldn't have happened on a better night that, you know, it's like Roman was kind of the glue that was holding Seth and Dean together. together. And now that he's gone, we're just going to go ahead and, like, say F the shield. But I, one of the things that stood out in the interview that they, um, I didn't listen to it yet, but, you know, everybody on Twitter, they just give you word for word verbatim of what was said. But Mox said that there was something about um, Vince wanted him to say something, and it was basically against his morals to say something like that and sponsors or someone dealing with cancer should not have to hear that and my thing is that for them to use that kind of angle it just doesn't make sense to me because you have wwe that you know they support pediatric cancer month with connor's cure they have breast cancer awareness with susan g coleman so you're gonna go and take this right but i'm thinking more so about the pediatric cancer because you have everything that you've done turning it pg has been for the kids right so why would you do something that's going to put you back in that it's not even an attitude error cancer is just not something that you play with it's not something you joke about it's not something that should ever fuel a feud so you know he didn't say what was said on the um on the podcast which i think is very smart of him but alfonso you were saying that he should be careful and yes. what he's saying. I think that he should be careful because Renee still works there. And I don't put anything above Vince McMahon and the way that he made And did you see that she posted Renee. a picture today? Yes, with <laughs> Dean. Um, I'm going to be real. I don't think, I think Renee's going to work out her contract with WWE. And I believe then she's going to go sign with AEW. Because if you look, most this usually does not last. Couples being separated, married couples at that working for two different promotions. Right. Two promotions who AEW is trying to rival WWE. Right. So I, I think Renee works out her contract. I'm, I'm sure she has many years left on it. I heard they like Renee, but it gets to a point where Dean has went out and he's talked against WWE that has to make the working relationship kind of uncomfortable. Do you know what I would think would really happen with Renee? Well, speaking of contracts, number one, um, he said on the podcast that he didn't even look at the new WWE contract, which I'm not really surprised about. But also, if Renee decides that she's going to leave after, you know what they would do? They would take the family angle, kind of like JoJo, how JoJo left with Bray. 
even though Brace, whatever, that's another conversation. But even though Bray is going to be coming back, I think that her leaving and starting the family angle and then going to another promotion would be better. But I don't see her leaving in the near future. I just don't. I don't see her leaving in the near future. Me neither. But it's just possible that they may try to bury her. All right, we, we, we've talked about AEW, John Moxley, Dean Ambrose, formerly known as Renee. I just need your thoughts on the 24-7 championship. Oh, ooh, ooh. If you guys don't follow us on Twitter, I live tweet during Raw and SmackDown because what else is there to do than to... Nothing is on TV, okay? Nothing is on TV this time of year. So it's going to be a lot of live tweets. But the 24-7 championship literally looks like the WWE 24, and they just added a 7 to it. That's exactly what the what the logo looks like. Our truth is still champ. Elias won it for like 0.5 seconds. So so let's get the rundown. There's been how many champions? We had Titus who Titus. lost to Bobby Roode. That's yep. true. Roode lost it to R-Truth. R-Truth yep. lost it to Elias. And then he won it back. lost it to R-Truth again. So there's been four champions. I think this is a fun belt. People are complaining about it. They're saying, oh, it doesn't look good. This and that. But it's a fun belt. It gives people like R-Truth, Elias... It gives them something to do. It gives mid card to job or something to do. It's a funny, interesting belt, and it makes for some fun comedy skits. I don't see anything wrong with it. I the thing is, is that it's literally the hardcore title without the word hardcore. But you already had the hardcore, so I understand making it to twenty four seven. What do you think about the belt? It's it's hideous, but it's ugly. I think it's supposed to be hideous. Really? I don't think it was meant. How do you feel about Elias that being his first title win, the twenty four seven title? I feel like Elias, they should have been doing more with Elias for a long time. But I think he's in this role. I've never seen Elias as a main eventer. I've never seen him as really? a main eventer. His mic work is, is good. He's good in the ring. But I just can't take a dude who comes out and sings to the crowd. Seriously. <laughs> like, I think he's a high-level mid-carder. I could see him fighting for top. Like, I could see him main eventing a pay-per-view maybe for a world title. But do I ever see him having a long run with the belt? No, but I mean, things can change over the years because there was a time when I didn't see Kofi as a main event level talent and he is one of the best. Let's talk about Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston is the best thing going in WWE right now, in my opinion. You want to know what I love about this Kofi thing that they're doing is that the matches that he's having are like actual matches. They're amazing athletic matches and people seem to forget that Kofi can actually get busy in the ring. Yes. Like don't let the, the don't let the new day with the bright colors and the pancake throw in and the bootios fool you. Kofi can get busy in the ring. Kofi has always been that guy. He's always, always been but that he's guy. never been given that chance. Given that chance, and that yes, respect. race has a lot to do with that. Yes. We, we understand that. But um, with the state of WWE, we were just talking to our dad about it. How he said that if anything goes wrong, that they're gonna blame it on Kofi. I'm going to be real with you. I, I believe that not only will they blame it on Kofi, I believe Seth would get a lot of flat. Oh. Seth, you know, putting the belt. I believe that, what what did you say um, Moxley said in the interview with um, Jericho? I believe that he said, once you get hot in oh, WWE. Oh, yeah, once you, once you get over, then they turn you into who they want you to be. You can see they did it with Becky. Right. Becky's who they want her to be now. I don't think Becky is original, and I think Becky has cooled off a tremendous amount since Mania. 
Right. They okay. Make you what that makes they, sense. They make you what they want you to be. And I believe I'm gonna be real. I am a diehard WWE fan. It's all I know. I'm. I want them to crush every wrestling promotion. But I think AEW coming along. I want to see AEW succeed because AEW succeeding will be what's best for WWE. It will be what's it best for make, wrestling as a whole. It will make them. It will make them and other wrestling companies step their game up. That like WWE has been shit for so long. They've given us good storylines here and there, but there's been no consistency. Okay, but let me ask you this. Talking about storylines, if you look back at, you know, when we had the storyline, you were watching wrestling at that time. It's kind of like when you really got into it, when it was like John Cena, when he feuded with Edge, when he feuded with Randy Orton, when Randy Orton feuded with Triple H. We'll get to Showdown a little bit later. But what do you think about storylines like that? Because they're not really developing it now. They don't give storylines a chance to marinate. Like, if you look at the whole thing, for instance, there's so many things, that, there's so many instances now that I can name. For instance, number one, Kofi and KO, okay? That's one that they could have stretched out. I, the, I feel like they could have stretched that out, and I feel like they wanted to stretch it out until Super Showdown, you know, stretch it out a little mm-hmm. bit more, but KO refused to go to Saudi Arabia. Okay. He didn't want to go to Saudi Arabia, so okay. in that situation... I understand why they couldn't stretch that out. But hold on. There's more. Let's talk about this whole Lacey and Charlotte thing that they're doing. Lacey should not have attacked Charlotte last night. No, I I believe, in my opinion, Lacey and Charlotte, tag team. Exactly. But if they're going to be a tag team, why would you have... Okay, of course they can flip this and Lacey could say, I'm sorry, and then they could team up and blah, 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 blah. But I also don't want for Lacey for it to turn into another Dana Brooks situation, how Dana was riding the coattails of Charlotte. Because the thing is, once you get on Charlotte, Lacey's not going to have a chance of getting a title. Because they're going to put the title on Charlotte before they put it on Lacey. I believe but that- because Bailey became the first women's Grand Slam champ, Charlotte, it's only a matter of time before the titles, the tag team titles get taken away from Iconics. From so the Iconics. It's only a, a matter of time. Champ. It's only a matter of time. And I say... Easy by WrestleMania 2020 that Charlotte is going to um, supersede her father. I'm saying I'm calling it that early. That early. She's almost at 10. Rick has 16. Do you really think she's going to hold the title? I don't think she breaks her dad's record by when. I'm saying by I said by Mania 2020, but realistically 2020, she's going to break his record. She's going to break his record. I don't believe so. She's going to break his record. She's going to break his record. I don't think it's going to be that soon. But they're on. You, you didn't hear that they're on track, apparently, to make it go faster. But then again, all these theories that we hear, who are these people that are really reporting this? Do they work backstage? Do they work for the creative team? Do they really know? No. You don't think that she's going to beat the, the record? She will, just not mm. in 2020. I believe she'll beat it after 2020. All right. Moving on from that. I would like to talk specifically about Shane fucking McMahon and how irritated I am with Shane and how much I want him to go home. Now, I know I sound like that typical wrestling fan. Oh, we need change. Oh, Shane, come back, come back, come back. We got Shane back. It's been years since he's been back. But now that he's back, he's now taking on this irritating ass role and this is kind of twofold with the other person that i wanted to talk about which is drew mcintyre and i tweeted about this and i've spoke about it before is that i hate that drew mcintyre is continuously being aligned with people i feel like drew mcintyre is fine by himself he doesn't need to be first he was teamed with who was it ziggler 
Then he was with Lashley and Corbin. And then now he's with Shane and Elias is there too. But what do you think about Shane and everything that he's doing? The feud with The Miz not ending, number one. And now the whole thing that's happening with Roman. I just think it's another reason to put a McMahon on TV. And I'm sick of Shane just like you're sick of Shane. (laughs) And I just think he's... I don't know. I don't know why we should ever take Shane going up against a top-level guy like Roman Reigns serious. Like, Shane McMahon would not beat Roman Reigns in a fight in any world. What do you think about The Miz? The Miz continuously losing to Shane. I kind of understand why they're doing it because... You know, you have to put wins back on the... You, you, you want to make... They want to make Shane feel like, all right, he can beat. He can beat people. You get what I'm saying? So you have to make... And The Miz is the right guy, I think, to get it off on because I, I feel... I don't see The Miz as a baby face lasting. I think he's good at it, but I feel like he's a much better heel. And on a brand like Raw, where I feel as though they could use more heels, I think it's only a matter of time before Miz turns heel again, and I'd love to see the Miz get a run with the Universal title. Mm. I feel like if you put the Miz, you you even put him back with Bo and Curtis Axel with the Miz Taraj. I know Maurice, you know, she's at home. She's a, Is she pregnant again? Yeah, they're having another yes. girl. So they came, I, I feel like Maurice added so much to the Miz's character. Right. Like, what she added to him, she revived the Miz's career. She okay. made the Miz must-see again. But I also liked him... I like the Miz by himself i like him with the trio i believe that you can put the belt on the miz and i, I like, like the miz the miz is someone that i like better as a heel i, I mean Dolph I ziggler is someone that i like better as a heel seth rollins in all honesty is someone that i like better as a heel He's i just don't like seth as a face i just don't like i can't and poor roman he's never gonna get that chance to really be a heel never. because of his situation and i'm i'm happy that he's able to you know help and support other people that are dealing with cancer but because of his circumstance he's never going to be able to be a heel never as a car is dragging down the street okay ta-ta car we're recording outside oh great okay so we've talked about shane what do you think about what do you think about drew though i think drew (laughs) I think Drew is in a kind of weird position because I like Seth as champion. I like Kofi as champion. I think it's too soon to take the belts off of those guys. But I'd like to see a guy like Drew get a run with the U.S. title. The U.S. title? U.S., yes. I'd like to see him get a run as U.S. champion. I'd like it. I mean, he's. I don't think I'm ready to see him take... I believe when Seth loses the belt, the history that he has with... Drew, I believe Drew needs to be the man to take it from him. Over on, you know, SmackDown Live, I believe when Kofi loses the belt, I think. Is there really an over on either brand? Are they really separate entities anymore with the wild card? I don't get yeah, prop. No, no. The wild card. Yeah, we dumbass rule. <laughs> I don't think we need to spend much time talking about that. No, it's dumb. But I didn't know that there were like actual people that were just placed on the wild card. Is it just like whoever for that week? Because if you think about it. I think it, it's whoever the fuck shows up that week that they want. But if you think about it, there's like common people. Roman is on both Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, Kofi has been on both Kofi Raw Kofi is now and on both Raw and, and SmackDown. They're not going to take Seth off of Raw. They're yeah. just not. 
Seth's a raw guy because we that we haven't seen him right on SmackDown. Right. So Kofi, time. Kofi is floating between both, but Kofi's going to continue to float between both because Brock. But see, the thing is, is that them putting the title, the title, them putting the money in the bank. For those that don't know, Brock won Money in the Bank. And although it seems like we're all over the place, we're actually connecting this time, which is good. So going to Money in the Bank, Brock won the briefcase. And him winning the briefcase, they're doing this whole, what do you think about Boombox, Boombox Brock, Brock party? Stupid. <laughs> Did you hear him change his music on Monday? I don't know what the hell that was, but he changed his music. I thought it was hilarious. What do you think? Of music, I, I I mean Brock looks like he's having fun, which is surprising. Which is good because you know I think we get really good matches out of a motivated Brock Lesnar. I still don't think we've seen the best of him and Seth yet. Mm. I feel like Seth, him and Seth, Seth will bring the best out of him. I feel like if he's really motivated to fight him, I don't believe he. He'll, I don't believe he'll be motivated to fight somebody like Kofi. I don't think he'll. Mm. You, I don't think he'll really be motivated to sell for Kofi and lose to Kofi. So I think the better option is Seth and Brock. But I'm so fucking tired of Brock Lesnar. I'm so fucking tired of him coming around. Like, Brock Lesnar has become so stale to me. When are they going to Fox? Uh, October, I believe. Okay, and they put the, the Money in the Bank briefcase on who? Brock. This which- is their way of getting Brock to SmackDown. Yes, which would lead me to believe he's going to cash in on Kofi. I don't see him going against Seth for the simple fact that he just held the Universal Championship hostage. So now I can see him holding the WWE Championship And I can see Fox, you know, Fox and their former deal with UFC. I could see them saying, Brock, you know, we want Brock to be the man. We want Brock to be the man on Fox. Put the W we, we, we'd like him. But then that goes to now Fox is having a hand in the creative process for WWE. The creative process that has already gone to shit. And this brings me to my next person. Triple H. Haven't seen Triple H much but his ass was at Money in the Bank. So what do you think about Triple H being in the, in the, um, in the background and not being in the forefront? And the rumors of him being more frustrated than anybody with the current state of WWE? Um... I I think he probably is the most frustrated man in WWE. I've also heard that he thinks Vince listens to too many people. Um, But, you know, Triple H, if I'm Triple H, what else can he do? Besides wait for Vince to, maybe this whole XFL thing makes him focus on that more. And he gives Triple H a little more control. Because if you think about it, when Vince wasn't like in super control, he we always know that Vince was behind the scenes. But now that Vince is literally there all the time, touching everything, it's like, all right, he needs something to like bide his time because he doesn't know he doesn't know what to do. And I don't think that he really knows what's trending in, in life. Which I think that he goes on Twitter and what fans say, sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't happen. But next week, we have Super Super Showdown. With one of the headlining matches being... Super Showdown is going to be in Saudi Arabia. I know there's a lot of, you know, friction with them going back over there in general. But also- I mean, the shows used there usually typically suck, so... 
or aren't really they don't really you know tie into the storyline but the show there is meant for the people there this is the kind of wrestling that they want to see okay well they can do it and i'll just see i'll just read the results online because i have no desire to see (laughs) an old ass undertaker take on an old ass goldberg so yeah there's undertaker and goldberg who who, who's your pick i don't know and i don't really give a fuck (laughs) but um if i have to go with one they beat taker last time he fought right at at, um in fucking saudi arabia they beat they beat taker last time he fought i think i don't know it's a tough match i don't really give a fuck who who it's not gonna last long it's not it won't which is why i can see maybe goldberg winning i mean i don't know you do a rematch when you go back to saudi arabia later in the year maybe they're going back I believe that they do. They 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 signed. They that the deal is for like two times a year. Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! What do you think about Randy and um Triple H? You know, you know, an old school wrestling match. I I I've always liked the Randy Orton Triple H feud. It's one of my favorite feuds. I like seeing Triple H in a babyface role, like because he's a bad like. I like seeing him as that guy because you know he is such a babyface to us fans and in mm-hmm. NXT. That I really like seeing him in that babyface role. I think Randy's going to be motivated to work with Triple H, which will probably be their last time, maybe their last time ever being able to wrestle each other. So I think they'll both be motivated. I don't think it's going to be no A plus five star match, but I think it'll be pretty good. And then you have Roman versus Shane. What do you think about the Samoan thing that they're doing with Roman? Because that was actually his cousin. Hello. Hi. I'm yo. I'm record yo, um guys, I'm getting a call. I'm recording my podcast right now. You wanna say hello to the listeners? Yeah. Say say hello, Elon. Hey guys, how's it going? My name is Elon Cody. I am a graduating senior. I just want to Alright, so I, I'm I'm happy that you said hello and I'm almost done recording, so I'm gonna call you back, alright? Uh, okay. Okay, best friend. I'll talk to you later. Bye. That's my best friend Elon, guys. <laughs> She's like the greatest person ever. Alright. Um I'm gonna I'm we're gonna have her on on a future episode. She's not really a fan of wrestling, but she probably has some good opinions. So anyway. College educated, she'll figure it out. Yeah. Not the brightest one in the bunch, but okay. Shane versus Roman, and what do you think about the Samoan Dynasty? Shane versus Roman. I'm. I think Roman is like they weren't expecting to have Roman back this soon, so they're like, we need something for him to do. Right. We've already got the top belts on Seth and Kofi. We're not gonna take it off of them, but he needs to be in a big storyline. So let's throw a fucking McMahon at him. <laughs> Because we wrestling fans, we care so much about the McMahons. The thing is, when Shane first came back, Shane was cool. Shane was cool. Shane was different. You get what I'm saying? Because he was saving us from the authority. Yes. That's why. But, but now... Now we need someone to save us from him. Yes. Now it's like Shane is just extra. For no reason. Extra. For and, no reason. And there... And he doesn't need to be there. He is what Tia and Tamara would always say to Marcus Houston. Go home, Roger. Go home, Shane. Go, go home, Shane. Home. It's like, we don't need you anymore. You've overstayed your welcome. He is now the uncle that shows up to the cookout. And that, it's like, why the fuck why are you the here fuck again? You here? It's like, you keep coming back. We don't fucking want you here. No, we don't need you on the grill. No, we don't need you DJing. Go. Go away. That's where I'm at with Shane. 
what other matches they're going to be? Oh, Braun going against. Uh, who's Braun going against? Hmm. Braun's Bobby. Fi- oh, yeah. Braun's going against Bobby. Let me think about that. I think Bobby has to win. Bobby. Uh, Bobby needs to win more. And yeah, because Braun. I don't like what they're doing with Braun, though. You have him being such this. Oh, I'm Braun Strowman. I'm going to beat up everybody. Everybody get these hands. But then he always loses. When has. Braun should have been at least. He could have had a title belt. Like a real title. Yes, I believe so. But. But they're playing. I, I don't know. I think a guy like Braun, bro, he's better. He's so much better as a heel. Because he's yeah, more true. believable as a heel. I don't find Braun sympathetic at all. He's six <laughs> foot eight. And that's why it's so hard. I feel like. For bigger guys, excuse me, for bigger guys to be heels. I, I feel like it's just so much harder because they're, they're not very sympathetic. Like, why in the world am I going to cheer for a 6'8 Braun getting his ass whooped by the Miz, who's a heel at the time? Like, Because why? we know realistically that Braun could kick his ass. Yes. As much as I wanted the Shield to, you know, beat down Braun, um, Drew, and Corbin at the time, that was a good stable. Yeah. It was a legit stable. Unfortunately, we didn't get to keep that stable. Speaking of Baron, Baron's going to be going for the Universal Championship against Seth, and I honestly don't mind it. Me neither. I I, I think Baron is one of the best heels in wrestling. He just needs new he clothes. He needs new clothes. You, <laughs> you, get Baron, new clothes. you get Baron some new clothes, and, and he's off to the races. He's good, but Baron needs new clothes. I don't understand why he's still in this constable outfit. It's been how many? It's been like, what, two years now? Has it been? It's been like two years. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yep. It's been like two years because he became the constable with freaking... Um, a year, no, a year ago. A little bit. With Kurt. Kurt a year? Kurt, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well... I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. The WWE Championship is Kofi versus Dolph Ziggler. Which will be a great match. Dolph and Ziggler came out of left field and he gets a championship match. This is how you know a lot of people don't want to go to Saudi Arabia. Because they call Dolph. Dolph and Kofi have fought for every major belt in WWE. They fought over the U.S. title, the Intercontinental, the tag team. They really fought Grand Slam mm-hmm. for every title, and their matches are always phenomenal. Always. So I'm looking forward to this one. I think it's going to be a great match. Obviously, I think Kofi's going to retain. But, you know, a guy like Dolph at this point in his career, we know what Dolph is. Dolph is never going to hold the belt for a long period of time. Even though years ago, I believe it was time to put the belt on him. I think that, you know, Dolph is what he is. He's a steady hand. He's a good guy to have. And, you know, I I just think that, you know, Dolph is Dolph. And he's slotted into what he's going to be. And he's there to, you know, make Kofi look good and put on a good match. And that's what that's going to be. Do you think any titles are going to change hands in Saudi Arabia? I wouldn't be surprised if Seth's titles changed hands in Saudi Arabia. Mmm. 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 Why? I could see a scenario where they have broadcast in. In Saudi Arabia? Yeah. Wow. I don't want that to happen. I don't even want want Brock to be there. 
I don't even want him to be there. But uh, this, this brings me back to the point. A guy like Brock does not need a Money in the Bank briefcase. He doesn't, but they had to give him something so that he could have an excuse to get to SmackDown. Agreed. They had to give him an avenue to get to SmackDown because they're not. He's not a full time performer, so he wasn't going to be in that stupid ass superstar shakeup. And he's not full time enough to be in the wild card position, so they had to get away for him to get on SmackDown, and they used the briefcase with the stupid Brock party and the damn lucha music. Oh, speaking of lucha, Lars Sullivan is going against Lucha House Party. <laughs> what a joke! What a joke! Who do you think is gonna win that one? I don't know why we have to cover this. I don't give a fuck about <laughs> Lars Sullivan, and I don't give a fuck about the Lucha House Party. And, and I, our wrestling fans may say, oh, this is a wrestling podcast. You're supposed to care. No, no we're true wrestling fans. If no, you don't give don't a fuck about, about something and don't like something, we don't like it. No, and any of our listeners, one. you know, you can email us, leave comments, whatever. What the fuck is interesting about Lars Sullivan? Because I've been dying to find out. Nothing. He's just another big guy. And we know how Vince feels about big guys. And we know how Vince feels. And Vince is a weirdo. Yes. And then the last one that I want to talk about was the 50 man battle royal. Don't care who wins, don't know who's in it. But if I have a pick. It's the biggest Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumbles don't matter though because you don't get a prize. There's yeah. no consolation prize. Who who are the announced participants in that? I have no idea. Just think of all the jobbers. They're probably going to be there. Um. I really, if if there's people that don't want to go to Saudi Arabia, like who are they putting in this battle royal? A 50 band battle royal aren't they probably gonna have people from like nxt probably bold, nxt bold, guys bold prediction bold prediction biggie wins the 50 man battle royal really is he okay he got hurt again is I think he gonna be there I, I think he'll be okay mm. i like the aggressive side of um i like the aggressive side of xavier woods though People are really seeing him as a true competitor in the ring. I think it's time for the New Day split. Hmm. I hope it's not on bad terms, though. Me neither. If you're going to split, also, just split. No, if they split, I believe they have to split with Big E beating the hell out of Kofi Kingston. Well, yeah, that would have to Because they've been so much. They are, in, in essence, they're the reason he got his WWE title at Mania. They took out Eric Rowan at Mania. The story writes itself. Big E versus Kofi King- Kingston. Take my money. That's a main event right there. Big E is one of the best workers in WWE. Do you really think that would be a main event, though? Two black guys fighting each other? No, because of the way exactly. race. Exactly. And, and Vince plays right into it. He plays right into that. Last but not least, this Saturday is going to be an XT TakeOver 25. Can you believe it's been 25 TakeOvers? I'm getting more and more into NXT because the main roster is just not doing it for me. So I watch a lot of NXT. Have you watched any NXT? Yeah, I've been keeping up with it. The, um, well, the tag team titles are vacant. That's yes, vacant. that Fatal 4-Way so ladder match cool. is going to be amazing. That's going to be cool. Did um, you see Io Shirai beat the hell out of Shayna Baszler and her two little minions with a Kindle stick? I, I think it's time. That was vintage. I think it's time for Shayna, for Shayna, Baszler, Shayna Baszler, to Baszler to lose and move up. Because I think she gives the main roster like a legitimate badass, kind of reject, poor, poor woman's version of Ronda Rousey, no disrespect. Ronda, where's your girl? I thought they said she was coming back to say what's going on with her career. Did I, I read that somewhere. I don't know where Ronda is, but... Do you think she's going to come back? Because um, now they can't really do the four horsewomen angle unless Sasha comes back. You can't do it without her. 
Maybe uh, that'll be a way to lure her back in if they're like, we're going to do the four horsewomen thing. Yeah. I think they promised Sasha what they gave Bailey, and Sasha just doesn't believe WWE, so she just said, screw you. Because they'd have her lose it at the first pay-per-view. <laughs> they'd have her lose it. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to give it to you at Money in the Bank, but the next pay-per-view, you're going to drop it. But it's okay. We'll give it back to you in a couple months. She wants a title reign. She doesn't want... Sasha doesn't want something that's short-term. She wants something that's long-term. And she knows that creatively, they can promise her the moon and the stars, but they're not going to give her anything. So if she knew that, my question is, why did Sasha resign? A couple... I believe almost a year ago. I think that she resigned because she knew that the tag team belts were coming. I think that's why she resigned. I think the tag team... The women's tag team. But you know, the thing is, is that a year ago, WWE is not where it is now. After WrestleMania, yes, the storylines, they kind of, you got to rebuild and stuff because you're leading up to Survivor Series and whatnot. And from Survivor Series, you go into Mania. But I think that because Vince is so sporadic now and he's like literally off his rocker and he makes changes within like five minutes of the show starting that that's fucking with a lot of the superstars it's like before the creative team could you know kind of block vince a little bit but now vince is literally taking the script and ripping it up and saying fix this shit in five minutes the show's about to start so i think that's why sasha doesn't want to come back but they're gonna they're not gonna let sasha leave they're not gonna let sasha go to AEW. no way you don't let a, a superstar they're just not they would hold her hostage like i said at the beginning of the episode they would hold her a hostage before she went over yeah, I agree. But that's all that's been happening in wrestling. And this is one of our shorter episodes because there's been nothing worth really bragging about because it's in a sad state. But I'm really happy for um, Cody and everybody at AEW and what they're doing because the competition the competition is really going to kick up once they get on TNT. Yes, yes. That's when it's really going to like start. You know, you're really going to see something happen. But for now, you know, seeing the little snippets that I've been seeing, the matches have been amazing, which is to be expected from the indie wrestlers in general. It's not like the people um, that we're seeing that were on the main card. If you've ever watched wrestling in general, you've seen a match or two or a snippet. So the, the, the caliber, it is elite wrestling. They call it elite wrestling for a reason. But I do like Cody saying that wrestling has more than one royal family. And that is so true. Because here you have Cody and... Brandy literally being Triple H and Stephanie of AEW and Cody breaking that chair of Triple H's was a moment. Yeah, I'm happy for all those guys over AEW, but diehard WWE. And for people that are like, oh, AEW, I'm going to end it on this. For people that are like, oh, AEW, they're not really going to do anything and blah, 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 blah. Like, they can't be WWE. When it comes to money and everything, no, they can't be WWE. WWE is well-established. But I'm telling you, they're going to light a fire under WWE's ass. Yep. And WWE can have all the sponsors in the world, but if you have your viewing going down, that's going to mess up the contracts that you have in place, no matter how much money you have. So WWE is going to want to keep their viewers. And if we have to have another attitude era, even though Cody says that he's the attitude killer... If we have to have, like, another attitude ever come up, fuck PG. I hate PG. I always have hated PG. That's cute, the kids and everything. But these kids are well more involved with other things that adults don't even know about. So fuck PG at this point. We don't even need that shit. WWE needs to get back to the S's. They need to get back to the storylines. They need to let shit drag out and all that. And that wraps it up for this one. Yes, we out of here on the Half Right Podcast. We're going to be back soon giving y'all more content. WWE, step it up. See you later.
that wraps it up for another episode of the Half Right Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Half Right underscore pod and Instagram at the Half Right Podcast. Feel free to share with a friend and subscribe. Until next time, thanks for tuning in.